Gang's Autopsy Mistreatment, episode number 412. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Talia Perez, and I'm delighted to have Luis Alvarez. And once again, welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Episode description. Um, so we're going to be today we're going to be talking about the Ghent altarpiece, which was painted by Jan van Eck and Hubert van Eck. They made this painting during the Northern Renaissance period, and the theme is based on Christianity. Um, the meaning behind the Ghent altarpiece is about the biblical story of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and what it meant to the world. You can see the significance of Christ's sacrifice when they show it with a lamb pouring blood into a chalice. This lamb is a depiction of Christ's sacrifice. In this painting, you could see how the lamb is an important reference of Christ because next to the altar are angels holding a cross. The angels and cross are the depiction of his crucifixion. Oh, wait, what? Are the depiction of his crucifixion trying to imply that the lamb in the image is about to get crucified? The Van Eck brothers use oil paint for the Gant altarpiece to try and make the finest of details on this piece of work. For those of you that don't know what an altarpiece is, it is basically a work of art that decorated the space above and behind the altar in a Christian church. That is why the Gant altarpiece right now is currently at St. John's the Baptist, now the Cathedral of St. Paul. Um, in this episode, we're also going to discuss about how it is one of the most um, stolen pieces of art around. Our case study. In the late 19th century, the Berlin Museum, which then owned part of the paintings belonging to the Ghent altarpiece, separated the painted front of these panels from their backs which were also painted by sewing them apart. This harsh measure were, was intended to facilitate the exhibition of the panels and their inspection by an art-loving public, but it also served to obscure the fact that the panels were created as an ecclesiastical object for display in a church and to stretch their character simply as art. Now, the question is, is there something wrong with the display of religious objects as art? Did the Berlin Museum mystery the Gant altarpiece by facilitating its public display, or should religious art be displayed like other works of art? Um, the answer to the case study that we put was that we believe there is nothing wrong with um, exhibiting religious artifacts in works of art. Um, through imagery and human body representations, art conveys religious ideas, traditions, and values. The equivalence between the creation of images and their interpretation of meaning as a constructive connection between humanity and God is the essential point for the connection between art and religion. In order to explain stories about the beginnings of faith, the laws, or display significant personalities, artists often create paintings in this way. 
artists tend to make art for all subjects and there should be no exception as to which pieces of art get displayed because of religion or not. Religion is just a belief system, which doesn't mean others with a different belief system can't admire a piece of art just because it's from a different um, religion. Some paintings are more religion than others. Surely representational content plays a role. A painting of the crucifixion, no matter how good or bad, is usually taught to be more religious than a painting of a bowl of fruit, simply because it portrays a religious event. Of course, the matter is not always so simple. A painting of the crucifixion might be intended to show the cruelty of religion and hence be anti-religious, or as a bowl of fruit might be intended to convey thanks for God's bounty, which could be found on chapter 5, page 156. For example, the painting Ghent Altarpiece, which is based on Babel's Cathedral in, in, in Ghent, Belgium, can only be understood in terms of religious belief because it represents Jesus Christ and his sacrifice at the crucifixion. However, the Ghent Altarpiece could never be admired to its potential due to the splitting of the work. This altarpiece is full of symbolism, which tells the whole story, but in different sections. For example, we have the full titles, which are patterns with the, with the singing and music-making angels. The blue and white titles are decorated with the, with the, Christ, with the Christ monogram. The Mary monogram and representation of the Lamb of God. In the painting, you see the Lamb of God on an altar surrounded by angels having its blood poured into its channels. The blood of the Lamb is a reference to the blood of Christ, which is used as a present, as a present day offering by the priest in Mass. On the panel with the singing angels, the angel in front is wearing a blue brush, which shows a reflection of the window of Bridget's chapel. This chapel is the original location in St. Babel's Cathedral for which the triptych was intended. We also see Mary's flower crowned at the front of the altarpiece. She wears a crown of flowers, pears, and gems. Each flower has a symbolic meaning that can be associated with her. We also see the pincers with the tongue. The far right group of marauders, people who are killed because of their religious or other beliefs, you can distinguish two saints, Saint Livinus and Saint Stephen. Livinus can be recognized by the print, by the pincers and tongue that he is holding. Livinus was the patron saint of Ghent and during a sermon in Esse, his tongue was torn out by a group of heathens. Right in front of him stands Saint Stephen who carries a pile of stones in his dalmatic. Stephen is known as the first marauder. He was stoned to death after having accused the high priest of murder of Jesus. The last example of symbolism you can see is behind the central figure of God, which hangs a tapestry with a, pe a pelican motive. In the Middle Ages, a commonly used symbol for the sacrificial death of Christ is a pelican on a tapestry piercing its own breast to feed its young ones. The Lamb of God is obviously the main figure on the altarpiece. The observant viewer notices that a group of angels carrying the passion instruments surround 
the bleeding animal. Jesus, who gives his life to apologize for humanity's sins, is personified as the lamb. This crucifixion is, re is referenced by the portrait instrument of the Passion. Behind the altar, the two angels on the right are holding a weapon and a pillar of castigation, and the cross with the lens and the crown of thorns is on the left. When war once started, the Ghent altar piece was split between three cities. Four core pieces were maintained in Ghent. The panel showing Adam and Eve were at the Museum of Fine Arts in Brussels, and the stolen pieces were in Berlin. The altar was kept secret from art hunters throughout Belgium's expected German occupation. They were eventually returned to Belgium as part of the Versailles Treaty following World War I. That is why we think the Berlin Museum mistreats the Ghent altarpiece by facilitating its public display. When an artist creates a painting like this, it's because he slash she has a complete image in their head that it, they're trying to spread to the other people. If they separate this painting by just putting pieces all over the place, then is it really a painting that has the same meaning? Another reason that facilitating the Ghent altarpiece public display was wrong is due to the fact that there are so many other religiously themed pieces of art in museums that are displayed in full effect and not separated. For example, the Last Supper is located at the Santa Maria delle Grazie Church, but is displayed together as a whole. The other famously regarded religious painting, Transfiguration, is located in Vatican City and is presented all at once so that the viewer can try and give their full understanding of what they see. The same reasoning explains why the Ganalter piece shouldn't get separated because then it can't be interpreted correctly as a viewer can't see all of the work at once, causing them to have different interpretations. And as of that, we conclude our podcast. Thank you guys for joining us and thank you, Luis, for everything. I appreciate I appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast and, and don't forget to subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or whatever you get your podcast. Thank you guys once again for listening and please join us soon and remember to stay curious.